0: And welcome back to another episode of the Velocity. Cast. Thanks for tuning in as always. uh, This week we are talking about being bored and the importance of boredom. Uh, Something that I don't think people give themselves enough time to do in the modern world is to be bored. If, you know, if you stop and think about it, there are constant distractions available at our fingertips. You don't really need to go far to find something that can occupy your time and energy. And In the grand scheme of things, when we're talking about – we've talked a little bit about creativity in a previous episode and, and how important it is and all those things. But one of the things that we have to do is create space for ourselves to be bored, to sit with our thoughts, to not be preoccupied with something. And this is is certainly something that I didn't realize the importance of for quite a while just because we don't tend to think about it, you know, especially for, for those of us who, uh, you know, maybe trying to be productive or or get a lot of things done. You don't necessarily realize how full your calendar is. And aside from just that, you don't realize how much you are occupying your mind at all times. Um, You know, a great example of this is think back to the last time you were just standing in line at the supermarket or a store or coffee shop, whatever it is, right? So you're standing, you're waiting to put in your order or to check out. What's one of the first things that you do? Because I'll tell you one of the first things that I do is grab my phone and check emails or check messages or realistically scroll social media or whatever and, and just kind of waste time. That's an opportunity where you could just be sitting with your thoughts. But it's it's so uncomfortable to do so, especially because distraction is so readily available. And so it's something that we don't often do anymore, right? Just having the world at your fingertips, literally in your pocket on your phone makes it very hard for us to shut out distraction and shut off distraction. And so this week I want to talk about really a couple things. One, the importance of that time, that bored time, that undistracted time, uh, but also I want to talk about some specific techniques and things that have worked for me that have allowed me to sit with my thoughts when necessary or to intentionally create space for that. Uh, and there are different things that will work for different people. It just depends on who you are and the type of person you are. So so it's certainly not a one-size-fits-all uh, prescription by by any stretch of the imagination. But what I want to do is share some things with you that have helped me and hopefully they help you as well. So let's first take a step back and really dive into why it's important to be bored or why it's important to create space for thinking. Um, you, you know, uh, Steve Jobs was famous for having think weeks where like he literally disappeared for a week with no technology in the woods and and thought through problems. And The reason for that is because, especially as a CEO of a massively successful company, your attention is being occupied at all times. There's always somebody who needs something. There's always a question that pops up. There's always something that you could be looking into. And so in that particular position, he needed to create space for himself to think. And some of his greatest ideas and creations and uh, some of the solutions to his most pressing problems were found in that week of isolation, in that week of thought. And while it may not be practical for all of us to build in a think week into our lives, you know, we have a lot of things going on. um, Work probably doesn't allow us to do that. But you should build in time to your week in order to think. And so the way that our brains work you know, neuroscience is a fascinating subject. So if this type of stuff interests you, I I highly recommend you you dig into it a little deeper. But but from a high level overview, we are constantly, our subconscious is constantly working. It's constantly creating relationships and patterns between things that we have encountered throughout the day. And it's constantly working through problems. And we may not necessarily realize this, but if you hit a, a stumbling block, or you hit a stopping point, whether it's something creative, whether it's, you know, uh, you're working on a mathematical proof or an engineering problem or whatever it is, anything that requires deep thought and has a solution that you can't quite figure out. When you hit a stopping point in an activity like that, if you step away and you give yourself time to just kind of ruminate on it, but you don't consciously focus on it, right? So once you get stuck, I'm sure you've experienced this, right? When when you get truly stuck on something, if you sit there and keep bashing your head against the wall and you try to force a solution, it almost never comes to you. But how often are you in the shower or getting ready for bed or just kind of doing something like that? And all of a sudden, a solution to that problem that you couldn't figure out pops into your head, right? All of a sudden, it seems like you just out of thin air create a solution to something that had stumped you for an extended period of time. Now, this is not random. This is not a random occurrence. If we think about the times when it happens, it's typically in the shower, on a walk, something of that nature. And those are specifically forced times of boredom or forced times of not being distracted. I mean, for most of us, we probably don't have a TV or a phone or something that's You know giving us information in our shower chances are you're just in there with your thoughts some you know soap and water right and so that time actually becomes an incredible time to think because our subconscious can start to connect the dots and start to put these pieces together and it can work through problems that may have stumped us during our day or during our week. And having that space where we aren't being pulled in a million different directions, where we aren't being distracted by notifications or emails or texts or social media notifications, whatever it is, that creates space for us to think. And that creates space for our subconscious to bubble to the surface. The key with this time is you you have to create the space for your brain to create these connections because if you're filling that gap constantly with a bombardment of information of notifications of messages you don't leave yourself the time to create those patterns and solve those problems and so this is one of those things that it takes a conscious effort to create the space for this type of thing to happen And especially if you're a creative individual, whether you're an artist, a singer, songwriter, a filmmaker, you know, whatever it is, or a lot of times we may not realize it right away, but we have creative roles within our normal job description. And so if you are a creative individual or you have to solve problems creatively, which I would argue most of us at some point in our day probably have to do. If you're that type of individual and you never stop the constant white noise of the digital age, if you never remove yourself from that steady stream of information that comes from always having your phone on you, I would argue and science would show that you are going to have a harder time solving those problems versus somebody who gives themselves that empty, quiet time to think. Now. To go back to our shower example, even if you're somebody who never builds in any conscious thought time to their day, you probably take a shower, or I certainly hope you do. And so chances are you still experience those moments and those things that come to you. But how awesome would it be if that becomes a more regular occurrence? If these problems in your life, things that have, that have stumped you or things you've been stuck on start to solve themselves right as your subconscious creates patterns creates relationships uh, kind of pours through your encyclopedia of knowledge and you start to have those moments more frequently because our conscious mind is such a small percentage of our brain power at any given moment our subconscious is responsible for so many things running in the background so many systems i mean think about your 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 day just your day-to-day life right things like waking up, brushing your teeth, your morning routine, your nighttime routine, how you walk to work or drive to work, those are probably all things that you can do on autopilot with very minimal thought. I want you to think about how difficult life would be if you had to consciously decide to do everything. And the example that I'll use is the last time that you tried to start a new habit that was challenging for you, right? Maybe you're somebody who didn't exercise frequently. Right. So, so going to the gym or, or whatever, wasn't a regular part of your routine. If you're that type of individual, how difficult was it to start that habit? I bet it was very difficult. I bet it was very challenging because you had to consciously focus on and think about, okay, how am I going to get to the gym? What am I going to do? When am I going to go during my day? Am I, you know, did I pack my gym stuff? Did I pack my bag? Am I going to be able to get there after work, before work? You know, oh, this meeting popped up. Am I going to be able to get there today? Those distractions and the difficulty in implementing a new habit, they happen to all of us anytime we try to do something new that we haven't done before. That is conscious thought and conscious brain power. You are consciously focusing on and forcing yourself to do something new consistently. Now, once habits become ingrained, it's far easier. It requires far less brain power. These are things that you just do without thinking about it. Like I said, like your morning routine, like your nighttime routine, like probably what you eat for lunch during the day, how you get to work, the path that you walk on, all these things, our subconscious processes, all of these regularly recurring behaviors, so that our conscious mind is freed up to do other things right so we essentially have these two computers running at all times in our brain and your subconscious computer is processing a tremendous amount of information and activity at any given moment but what that does is it allows you to use your conscious computer to do specific things and specific tasks so we have freed up all of this space with our subconscious so the subconscious mind is a powerful powerful system and building in time to think openly without really anywhere to be without any noticeable distractions allows us to tap into that second computer to that subconscious computer so you have all of this information you're basically your the entire sum of your life experience is stored in your subconscious and all of these little threads that somehow may or may not tie together are accessible there if we give ourselves this open-ended time to think. I tell people this a lot and I've experienced this personally. You may have experienced this yourself as well. I don't really believe that any knowledge is lost, right? So, you know, I studied chemistry and math in college and while I can argue that I use some of that knowledge on a semi-regular basis, a lot of the stuff that I learned for my degree is not Information that I need to use or leverage on a regular basis now things pop up from time to time where that knowledge is helpful But that framework of thinking and that information Has popped up in weird circumstances where I remember a class that I took or a specific lecture that I listened to or a specific question on an exam And that somehow is part of the solution for a problem that I am facing in a completely unrelated area So I genuinely believe that no knowledge is lost and that the sum total of our life experience provides us with unique tools uh, Tools rather to solve unique problems And so therefore I think all of us are uniquely suited to solve specific problems that we may encounter throughout the day In order to access that information We need to make sure that we're not overloading our subconscious mind with constant distraction Right, we need to free up space for that subconscious computer to work, and so building in time during your day to go for a walk without your phone, to work with your phone in another room, right? Really, anything that that can ding or buzz or pull you away. Um, on average, this is an interesting and potentially startling statistic. On average, when you are distracted or when your thought is pulled away from something you're working on to something else it takes on average about 15 minutes to fully refocus and get back to the task at hand. So this statistic and and many other things uh, related to this are talked about in Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, which I'll link here. Uh, It's also referenced in a book by Nir Ayal called Indistractable, which is uh, a highly recommended read that uh, I read last year. And so I'll put both of those books uh, in the show notes for this episode. But It takes on average 15 minutes for us to refocus once our attention is pulled away from something. That's kind of a startling statistic, right? When you think about it, it, how easy it is to get distracted and how difficult it is to get back to a focused place of work. So build in time to go for a walk with just a pen and a notebook without your phone or to put your phone on do not disturb. Uh, One now, I guess we're segueing into specific strategies. So so walks like that have been really helpful for me. I sometimes like to just sit at a coffee shop and uh, without my phone on or without anything in front of me that could distract me and just sit there with a notebook and drink good coffee. And it's interesting to think about. You would think that being in a public place like a coffee shop would be highly distracting. But at a certain point when there is so much activity going on, it just kind of becomes white noise. So it's similar to just having like a fan on or like a white noise machine on. And it actually helps me personally focus. Now I, I know some people who couldn't work in that environment and that's okay. Like I said, these these strategies are not one size fits all. Um, but for me, sitting in a coffee shop with a good cup of coffee and a notebook helps me Get some really good thinking done and a lot of times just thoughts come to me or solutions to random things or threads of different conversations or different moments uh, start to come to mind and i just jot those things down and they don't have to be fully formed thoughts or whatever and a lot of times when i go back and reference those lists from sitting in a coffee shop and thinking uh, that information becomes really helpful for solving a specific problem that i didn't necessarily realize i was trying to solve Long walks serve a similar purpose. Like sometimes I'll just go for a walk and bring a notebook with me. Now, I don't really get to do this as much as I would like to. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and admit that I'm a perfect practitioner of this. Uh, I am highly distracted, which is why I made such a conscious effort to fix it. But those walks and those moments allow me to. You know, connect the dots and bring my thoughts together, and I've I've come up with some very interesting ideas and solutions to problems on just long walks with a notebook. And I carry like a little moleskin pocket notebook on me a lot of the time with a pen, just because it it fits in almost any jacket or or pants or whatever, and it doesn't take up a ton of space. I I, I can bring it with me. I know I have it, and uh, and I tend to just try to keep a a notebook like that on me at all times. So that's one strategy that helps. One other thing uh, that I really like is uh, there is an app. I'm actually going to look this up right now because I just started using it. Uh, I believe it's called Forest. Let me just double check that. Yes. So it's called Forest and Forest is a very like basic visual Pomodoro timer. Uh, But what it does is it also allows you to shut off access to other apps or shut off notifications from certain things while you're using it, which is really sweet. So you can be sitting there and in a deep work period, right? You can set a timer for really whatever you'd like. So it's customizable, which is also really cool. So you can set a timer to you know, work on something and you can create presets where you shut off access or notifications from specific apps while you are in that work period. So this is really cool because you can create a thinking block. You can set a timer for 20, 30 minutes to sit there and jot down ideas or whatever. And you can basically turn off access to and notifications from Things like social media apps, email, text, whatever. And you can, you can set it so that certain uh, people can still get through. Even on, uh, I'm sure you can do this on Android as well, but on iPhone, you can create specific work modes or focus modes where you can do more or less the same thing. But point being, I do not like to rely on willpower for things that I can program around. So in this instance, I can sit there and tell myself that I won't grab my phone and I won't open this thing and I won't do that. But the problem is, is if it's accessible and if I can easily do it, we don't realize how much our subconscious can also work against us in those environments, right? You probably grab your phone and check social media or check email or check text or whatever often throughout the day without having any idea that you're doing it. And so one exercise that actually can be completely helpful as a a step one is just make a mental note and jot down anytime you notice yourself doing that. So anytime you're like, oh, my phone's in my hand and I have no idea how it got there. Start just marking down how often that happens. And I think you'll surprise yourself with how much we instinctively reach for distraction in environments during the day and so being aware of it is half the battle right so starting to keep track of okay is this happening frequently and am i even aware of how often it's happening so you know aside from the walks aside from coffee shop works for me one of the things that really helps is is using that app forest or just programming it into my phone like basically making it impossible for me to give into distraction subconsciously And over time, the more that I did this, the easier it was to do. And this is kind of similar to, uh, so I started doing this for writing because, you know, I'm trying to work more on screenplays. I'm trying to write uh, and work on a book that I've been working on for a while and and kind of turn that into a course and, and all these things. And if I don't build in specific time to to write where i'm not distracted by anything i literally just won't do it and so uh, one of the the stories that i really like to reference often is jerry seinfeld's approach to comedy and to writing jokes and he literally forces himself to sit there every morning and write and he has to he doesn't have to write actually so more specifically he doesn't need to write anything he can literally just sit there and twiddle his thumbs But the most important part of the behavior is that he is not allowed to do anything else. So he builds in this time every morning to write. And if he doesn't write anything, that's fine. He doesn't beat himself up about it. But what he doesn't do is allow himself to spend that time doing anything else. And this has allowed him to just by nature of consistency over time, create some tremendous bodies of work. Now, whether it's writing or whatever other positive behavior that you're trying to institute, in this case, whether it's just building in thinking time, I think it's critical that you force yourself into situations where you need to do that activity, where you need to think, where you need to be bored and sit there with your thoughts. And the only rule is that you can't do anything else. If you consistently build in that practice to your life, right, little by little over time. What I think you'll find is that your subconscious mind will start to really kick into overdrive. You'll start to be able to access a lot more thoughts and kind of tie these threads of your life experience together. I think you'll find that you start solving problems that have been, you know, keeping you up for a while uh, much more easily. And in general, what we are starting to see, what the science is starting to show is that this is going to increase your cognitive ability in general, right? Which is critically important because there's so many things now in the world today that negatively affect our mind. This is going to increase your cognitive ability, your general cognitive ability, your ability to process information, to kind of connect the dots, to remember things. There are a lot of tangible benefits to Your brain in general by building in this conscious time to sit there and be bored. So I highly encourage you to be bored more often to get rid of the willpower component of it, you know, literally program your phone so that you can't use it or or hide it. Don't take it with you go for a walk, you know, spend some time in the shower thinking carry a notebook around with you and, and put yourself in these situations. And I think you'll find that there's a huge, tremendous benefit to this bored time. And it's something that is so important now because it's so much harder to come by. It is far more difficult to be bored now than ever before. And I think it's very important and imperative that as human beings, we create the space to do so so that we can sit with our thoughts and we can let our subconscious do what it does. So, be bored more often. And if there are certain strategies that you find work really well for you, or there's something that, uh, you know, as you go on this journey that you really like, share it with me. I'd love to hear it. You can always message me, Justin at trainedright.com or Instagram or Twitter at trainedright. And that being said, until next week, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. <music>